This Sunday we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, where Jesus calls himself the Good Shepherd. In an interesting line in the gospel today, he says that he calls his own sheep by name and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. If you go on YouTube, there's actually a video about people calling sheep. And in this video, they had four people calling the sheep. The first three people were not the farmers. They were just kind of regular people trying to imitate the farmer's voice and tried to call the sheep, but the sheep kind of just like ignored them. But when the farmer called the sheep, the sheep start looking and they all come rushing towards them. And so what has happened is that these sheep have been trained over the years to remember and to know the voice of the shepherd, the farmer. And so I believe our gospel today is calling us to train ourselves to hear the voice of God, our true shepherd, Jesus Christ. And this voice calls us to, towards greatness. And in the Catholic world, what that means is essentially sanctity. But what can happen is that we can be tempted to be trained to hear other voices. Instead of listening to the voice of our good shepherd, we are tempted to listen to the voices of mediocrity and resentment. We feel sometimes that we don't have this freedom for greatness. We feel constrained, especially in our circumstance now. Because of coronavirus, because of the government, because we don't have masses, because of our kids are driving us crazy. Maybe we're just at home and we're just used to comfort now, sleeping in and all these different things. Or maybe we feel the pain of the loss of a job or the loss of loved ones during this difficult time. When we feel called to greatness, we actually feel more trapped and we don't have this freedom and we're just basically trying to survive. But what has happened is that we have equated freedom with the absence of external constraints. We have equated freedom with the absence of external constraints. And Jacques Philippe wrote this beautiful book called Interior Freedom, and he speaks to this issue. He says that we feel that our freedom is limited by our circumstances, the restrictions imposed on us by society, the obligations of all kinds that other people lay upon us. To find our freedom, we imagine we have to get rid of those restrictions and limitations. When we feel stifled or trapped in some way by circumstances, we resent the institutions or the people that seem to be their cause. I just thought that phrase was so prophetic. Even though he wrote this maybe around 2002, it speaks right to our time where we feel like our freedom is constrained by circumstances and how we can begin to feel trapped. And these feelings of being trapped causes resentment. And so what he goes into, and he, he dives deep into this topic of freedom, he says that really our lack of freedom comes from a lack of faith, hope, and love. And that's so true. Lack of freedom comes from our lack of faith, hope, and love. 
We don't have faith in God, in His care. So we don't hope for the future. And so our hearts feel constricted and we do not desire to love. But what Jacques Philippe tries to get across is that true freedom, true interior freedom, comes from an abundance of faith, hope, and love. When we believe in God's providence and when we hope in His mercy, we see that every situation in our life is an opportunity to love. And therefore, we always have freedom as a Christian because of our faith in God, our hope in His mercy, and our love for Him. So therefore, whenever we encounter challenges, these challenges call forward a greatness that is within us. And in fact, you need this challenge in order to become great. Right? No one's motivated by a story of someone who inherited his father's um, property and money and he lived a life of luxury and pleasure. Right? That's not a type of life or story that motivates us because that's not life. We're motivated by stories of people who overcome difficulties to obtain greatness. There's a documentary out by uh, about Michael Jordan called The Last Dance. And it's an amazing documentary. And the reason why it's amazing is because it just talks about all the challenges that Michael Jordan had to overcome. And one particular challenge he had to come overcome was the Detroit Pistons. Before, Ma Michael Jordan was famous. He was the United, you know, he was an MVP, won scoring titles, Defensive Player of the Year, but he never won a championship yet. And so he was never in the same category as Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. And so by losing to these Detroit Pistons, they were called the bad boys, and every time Jordan would go into the paint, they would smack him. They would hit and knock him to the ground to prevent him from scoring. And after one loss of the series, the documentary talks about like how Michael Jordan just started crying after losing that series. But in the face of that challenge, what did he do? That summer in the offseason, he put on, he decided to put on more weight so that he could handle the beating. And the next time, they encountered the Detroit Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat them 4-0. And eventually Michael Jordan went on to beat Magic Johnson and the Lakers in the NBA Finals. And he got his first NBA title. And just watching him hold that trophy and cry, it just so moved me. It called within me something, the desire for greatness. You know, I want to strive for heaven the same way he strives for that first title. I don't want to strive for a crown that withers. I want to strive for perfect joy to see the face of God and to rejoice in the beauty of heaven. And so just in watching that documentary, it just kind of spoke to me and said that greatness is a life mission. Sanctity is a life mission. And so the challenges within our lives calls forth for a greatness within us. Do you know that, you know, biochemically, you know, with your DNA, that when you encounter stressors or stress, your DNA 
fashions new proteins in order to deal with that stress. Meaning even from a physical level, stress unlocks something within you that you've never had before. And, and, and in order to become that next level, that next level part of you, you need to encounter stressors. And so during this time of pandemic, during this time of coronavirus, you know, we're called to encounter those challenges. And those challenges calls forth a greatness within us, a greatness to faith, hope, and love. You know, there's so many amazing stories of people doing amazing things, you know. There's this teenager who just turned 18, and, you know, he went golf, you know, mini-golfing the year before, and he did all these other fun things. And on his 18th birthday, you know, he wants to do something amazing. He wants to go go-karting, but he can't. And so what does he do with $150? He decides to buy groceries and supplies for the blind elderly people in Calgary or in Canada. You know, the captain of the Calgary Flames, Mark Giordano, he's, t he's sending out this lady to go out and buy groceries for people. They're looking, they're seeking out people to help. They even found one person who was looking for a computer and then he bought a computer and delivered to them. Coronavirus is not an obstacle to our freedom. Coronavirus is an opportunity, a challenge that calls forth a greatness within us. This is the year when we should love better, believe in God even more, and grow even stronger. Maybe you're called to, to give like these people have given, but maybe you don't have the resources or you're called in a different way. I know many parents right now are called to a heroic Patience, being stuck with your kids all day, 24-7, you know, it's just probably driving some of you crazy. But imagine if you saw this opportunity to grow in heroic patience so that when you get to heaven and then Mother Teresa looks at you and, you know, she says, you know what? I had to have a lot of patience in my life. But these mothers during the pandemic, ooh, they had, they had patience like I never had, a heroic patience. And so I invite you today to reflect on whether you're listening to the voice and training yourself to hear the voice of the shepherd or the voice of the world. Are we training ourselves to hear the voice of the world which offers us comfort, resentment, and mediocrity? Or are we listening to the voice of the shepherd who beckons us towards greatness, who beckons us towards sanctity? And we recall the words of St. Paul, who says to us in the letter of the Romans, letter to the Romans, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us.